morning, afternoon, or evening for wherever you may be joining us from today. Welcome to the Life Church Podcast. leading us into worship. Uh, what a great time just into the presence of God today. And I look forward to uh, bringing to you this word that I believe God wants us to hear. I'm going to conclude our thoughts from the last couple of weeks around the topic of first things first. Look at somebody in the room and say first things first. First things first. Amen. We're going to, we're going to review a little bit of where we've been over the last couple of weeks, and then I'm going to conclude by talking about a couple of God's supernatural laws, and that's where we're going to land today. I want to thank Pastor Jonathan for doing a fabulous job uh, teaching lesson three last week, and what a great job he did, and um, grateful to have people like that on this team to help us, and uh, we are blessed to have people like Pastor Jonathan um, on this team with us, and I give honor to him today. Um, I'm going to start again where we've started. I believe every single service in the in the message part, uh, we had a verse that we've read, or several verses. Today, we're just going to read the one verse, uh, Matthew chapter 6 and verse 33, and it says this. I, I want you to read it uh, with me. As you can see it on the screen, uh, open your mouth and say these words with me. Let's read it together. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. Someone say, seek first. God has a lot to say about him being first. He's got a lot to say about us honoring him first. Uh, we've talked over the last few weeks about the ways that we are to do that. I'm going to review that here in a moment, but this is a first principle in God's Word. Um, he wants the first of our day. Amen? Maybe we need to do some work on that at our uh, homes and our lives to make sure that He gets the first of our day. He wants the first of our talents. Uh, if you're gifted and you've got some things that you can do for the kingdom of God, he, he wants the best of who you are for Him. He also wants the first of our treasure. He must be first in our lives, amen? He must be the one that we uh, make sure that we are giving God the things that He says belongs to Him. There's some things that He wants to be first in I want to reiterate today, if we would only understand this principle in God's Word, this first principle, there are some great blessings that are tied to it. That There are some benefits that will come to you, your family, your lives, if we would only get this principle of first. Put God first. Give Him the first. If we would do that, the benefits are incredible. What is the basic principle of first? Um, they'll put it on the screen there for you. But really, the, the, the principle is this. We are to make God first in every, someone say every, every part of our lives. Put God 
at the top shelf in every situation in every part of our lives. Now, we talked about it week one. I hit that. We talked about the firstborn. And a firstborn uh, lamb or a firstborn, uh, anything that was born first, it must either be sacrificed if it was a clean animal or it must be redeemed if it was an unclean animal. So whatever I um, give to God, whatever I bring to Him first, the firstborn, when I give it, I don't actually lose it because God will redeem what's left over. You know, it takes a lot of faith for the farmer. And it's the first baby, it's the first lamb born to sacrifice it. It's easier to sacrifice, once you get six or eight or ten of them, it's easier to sacrifice one then. But God says, no, I want the first one. But if you will sacrifice firstborn, if you will give the firstborn, you don't actually lose anything because God will redeem the rest. That was the principle in week one. Week two, we talked about first fruits. First fruits are, we learn, must be brought to God. And when you bring the first fruits to God, that's the first of your harvest, the first of your grain, the first of the honey, the first of whatever you're producing. When you bring it to God first, He will bless the rest. That's the principle of first fruits. We talked a little bit about the city of Jericho. Uh, they were in this new promised land, and they were going to take the land. And, and the first city that they were given to conquer was the city of Jericho. And, and God says the first fruits, the spoils of Jericho, they belong to me. They're mine. It belonged to God. Why? Because it was the first city that conquered. And the spoils belonged to, to God. And we, we learned about Achan, and when he took some of them, it didn't work out very good in his life. All right? That was first fruits. Last week, Pastor Jonathan talked about first tenth, the tithe. Talked about the increase. When we have an increase, we are to bring the tithe of the increase to God first. Uh, he, he talked about if you keep it for yourself, if you spend it on yourself, that everything that you've got, you have, all the increase is now cursed. All 100%. But if you bring the tithe, the first tenth to God, and you give it to Him in faith that God, you know, this is maybe a little tough on me and I, got, I need it all, but God, I'm going to give you what you say is yours first. The Bible says He will bless and He will redeem the 90%. I would rather have 90% blessed by God than 100% cursed by God. Amen? I'm going to say that again. I would rather... Trust the Word of God and have 90% of my increase blessed by God because He redeems the, the 90. He will make the 90 feel like 110 all right, or more. I would rather say, God, I'm going to honor you with the 10th first and you're going to bless what's left over than to keep the 10th and the, the 90 that's there. You keep it all from me and have it cursed in my life. One verse of Scripture that I want to, I'm just going to kind of tag on where Pastor Jonathan was last week. Malachi, he hit this, but I want to just kind of just review this one more time. Malachi chapter 3 and verse 10. There's, there's seven different promises of blessing for those that give God the tithe. You say, well, what's in it for me, Pastor? Okay, here, here's, here's a couple of things right now that you're going to find out in God's Word that's in it for you. 
There's blessings associated by bringing the first tenth to God. Okay? Malachi 3 and 10 says, Bring all the tithe, the first tenth of the increase, into the storehouse that there may be food in my house. God's saying, I I, I want to take care of my house. And God says, Try me now in this, says the Lord of hosts. Put me to the test. He goes on to say, Here's the first blessing. If I will not open for you the windows of heaven, I want to, I, I don't know about you, but this is one guy. I want the windows of heaven open over my life. I want the windows of heaven open over my family. So if I bring to God the tithe, if I honor him with the first tent, the Bible says, number one, He will open the windows of heaven. There will be a deluge of blessing from God upon me and upon my family. Continuing to read, it says, And he will pour out for you such a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. That's that's what I call that overflowing blessing. That's what I call, you know what, it's so good, I can't even explain it to you. I can't even contain it. It's the overflowing blessing. Moving on, it says, and I will rebuke the devourer. Well, I'm telling you, if you you live on your own, if you do your own thing, you keep all 100% for yourself, you don't honor God, you know what? There's the devourer that will get going on in your life. Things will break. Now, I'm not saying things don't break if you tithe. They will break if you tithe. But there will be a whole lot more devouring going on by the enemy. But if you tithe, if you bring that to the storehouse, the Bible says that the devourer is rebuked for your sakes so that he will not destroy the fruit of your ground. That, 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 that fruit that you're trying to, to produce, and things, the fruit is going to last. It's not going to be destroyed. That means your car will last longer. That means the appliances will last longer. That, that means that the HVA system at your house will last longer. That means the clothes won't wear out so quickly if you honor God first. He's going to rebuke the devourer. He, he's going to have fruit that will last. He says, nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit in your field, says the Lord. I want to have vines that are bearing fruit. I don't want to have barren vines. I want to have vines that are producing, that are fruitful. I want my life to be joyful because I am producing great fruit. I believe that if we do what God has said, he'll bless our finances. Not only just our finances, he'll bless your health. He'll bless your decisions. He'll bless your kids. He'll bless everything that's a part of your life. He'll bless your spiritual condition. All those blessings come by honoring God with the first. Verse 10 says, and all nations will call you blessed. People will look at you and they'll say, I don't know what it is about that guy. I don't know what it is about that lady, but they are a blessed individual. You might not be able to explain it to them, but they will recognize it. They will see it. They they will call you blessed. It goes on to say in that verse, you will be a delightful land says the Lord. I am looking forward to it. I am enjoying the benefits of being a delightful land. I, I want people to look at me, and I want them to be attracted to, to my generosity. I want them to be attracted to the love of God that's in my life. I want to be a delightful person to be around. Amen? It's so much better than being the opposite. Amen? So this verse here, just to just kind of to summarize it, if you want to be Blessed. If you want to have the open heaven 
over your life. There, there's, there's supernatural power that is tied to giving God the first tenth. Amen? There, there's power and blessings working for you because it's open heaven. Now, if you decide that I'm not going to buy into that, Pastor, so be it. But the Bible lets us know that, that all 100% is going to be cursed. There will be a closed heaven over your life. There will be a closed heaven over your finances. There will be a closed heaven over your employment. There will be a closed, it's, it's a cursed, the Bible says. You say, Pastor, you're telling me pretty straight. I'd rather tell you straight and let you get this today and have the rest of your life blessed by God than for me to be quiet about it and let you go on your merry way and you live under a closed heaven. I don't want that for my life. I want an open heaven where the supernatural power of God is working for me and not against me. Amen? Amen. I know that many of us are on here, and, and we're faithful, and I, I thank every single one of you that are faithful with, with your giving and the first fruits and the tithes. And the, you, you just do it faithfully. But, but I, I want to ask this question today. Do, do you want to have, when you pray, when, when you go to God and, and you, you say, God, I've got this need, do you not want to have it that God hears and answers those prayers? Do, do, do you not want to have that direct access to God where you can go to God with your petitions and go to God and, and there is an open heaven? There, there's a direct access. There's a, a clear line that, that all the resources of heaven are available to you. I'm telling you, these are some of the benefits. This is a biblical concept of an open heaven that I can live without barriers in my life. I, I don't have to have barriers between earth and heaven because I am operating under an open heaven. I have access to all the benefits that God has. Benefits of salvation, benefits of provision, benefits of blessing, benefits of the miraculous. I can have it because I am no longer under a closed heaven, but I am under an open heaven. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. This open heaven is tied to first things first. Say that again to somebody. Say first things first. First things first. That's what that open heaven is tied to, honoring God with the first. Now, I want to highlight as I conclude, I'm not done yet, but as I get towards concluding this service, I want to highlight two supernatural laws in the Word of God. Someone say a law. What, what is a spiritual law? What is a law in God's Word? That, that means it's an unbreakable principle. It's, it's a promise in God's word that if you do what God says, God will answer. It's a, it's a God law. God saying, if you do this, I will do that. The first law, and we're talking today about giving, I'm calling it the law of giving in God's word. There's a slide I want you to see. Here, here's what the law of giving simply is. So sparingly, you're going to reap sparingly. If you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. Now, 
When I said the law of giving, I am sure that 95% of you thought about my wallet. I gave it to my wife. Money. That's what you thought of. The first thing you thought of is Pastor Steve is going to start talking again about money. Okay, I, 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 I don't want you to be tricked here. I'm not going to talk to you about money only because this law of giving is not just restricted to money. You, you can apply it to money, but it's not just money being talked about here. Now, now, Paul the Apostle writes to the church at Corinth in his second letter, 2 Corinthians chapter 9 and verse 6, and basically what I just told you the law of giving is, Paul basically was the one that told us. Paul said, but, I say, but this I say, he who sows sparingly, stingily, I'm adding these words in here, like, you know, just got, got a little bit of an attitude, you, you sowed just a little bit, will also reap sparingly. But he who sows bountifully, just, just, just bountiful. I'm thinking about bountifully. You know, just, praise God. Overflowing. Bountiful. Generous. If you flow bountifully, you're also going to reap bountifully. All right? Jesus kind of talked a little bit about this as well. This wasn't something that started with the Apostle Paul. When I go back to the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus said things like this. Luke chapter 6 and verse 38. Give, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over will be put into your bosom, for with the same measure that you use, it will be measured back to you. Now, I, I want to put this verse in context. You know, I just pulled that verse. It's the 38th verse. But I want you to notice there's some verses before that, that talk about some things before it gets to the give verse. Now, we don't have a screen for this one. But if you go to verse 35 and 36 in your Bible app or in your Bible, you'll, you'll see that it's talking about loving You'll see that it's talking about doing good. You'll see that it's talking about being merciful. These are good things that we should be. We should be loving. We should do good. We should be showing mercy. Verse 37 continues on. It says, judge not, and you shall not be judged. Okay? Condemn not, and you will not be content, condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. So you'll see there's, there's a lot of contrast here. You know, loving and showing mercy and, and, and doing good. There's judging or there's condemning or there's forgiving. There's all these things that we can be doing. In verse 38, as I read earlier, let's read it again. It says, give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. Now, I want you to notice there's no money mentioned in these verses. Someone say no money. Whatever you are giving, you're going to reap a harvest. I don't know about you, but this, this is exciting to me. This, this can be good.
good or bad. Verse 35, I, we're not, no screen there, but when you go to 35, if you give love, if you give goodness, if you give mercy, guess what you're going to be reaping? You're going to be reaping love, you're going to be reaping goodness, and you're going to be reaping mercy. If you give judgment and you give condemnation, guess what's coming back to you? Judgment and condemnation. If you reap, if you give forgiveness, verse 37 says, you're going to get forgiveness back to you. If you give, it's going to be given back to you. It doesn't matter. It can be good or bad. I want to make sure that I'm, I'm giving and I'm sowing good things. I want to be kind to people. Because I want kindness to come back to me. I want to show love to people because I want love to come back to me. I want to show these are things, forgiveness. I want to show lots of forgiveness. I want to show lots of grace and lots of mercy because I need forgiveness and I need grace and I need mercy. Or I can sow a lot of judgment. They shouldn't be acting like that. They're just, they're acting like a a crazy person. I I can judge, judge, judge. I can condemn, condemn, condemn. And the Bible says, whatever you dish out, it's coming back to you. Good measure, pressed down and shaken. It's going to overflow. You can can sow a lot of negativity. Guess what? You're going to live under a doom cloud. The dark doom cloud is going to be wherever you go. You're going to have that doom cloud covering you because you're full of negativity and carnality, and you're just constantly giving that out. Guess what? It's coming back to you. You can be disgruntled. You can be mean-spirited. You can be all of that. You can, you can be the gossip, gossip at Life Church, the number one gossip at Life Church. And guess what? It's coming back to you. The the way that you measure it out, it's coming back to you. So I want you to understand this principle of giving is not just tied to dollars. It's tied to everything we do, how we live, how we operate, whatever we sow. The Bible, go back to the principle. Can you put that back on the screen? The principle of giving, the, the law of giving. If you sow, read this out loud. Sow sparingly, you're gonna reap sparingly. But if you sow bountifully, you're going to reap bountifully. That's the law of giving. Now, another law that I'm going to talk about, the second one today, it's really tied to this law, and it's called the law of the harvest. Now, there's four parts of this, and I want to just kind of break it down for you just simply, okay? This is the law of the harvest. We talked about reaping and sowing. Well, the first point in the law of the harvest is that you will reap what you sow. If you sow corn, are you going to reap apples? No. If you sow corn, you're going to reap corn. If you sow wheat, you're going to reap wheat. If you sow blessings, you're going to reap blessings. This is a law that's established in God's word. Going to Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11, this is the very first chapter, a few verses into the very beginning of time, and God established this law of sowing and reaping. What you put in the ground as a seed, you're going to grow that in your life. God said, let the earth bring forth grass, the herb that yields seed, and the fruit tree that yields fruit according to its kind whose seed is in itself on the earth, and it was so. God says, you know what? 
Everything is going to multiply after its kind. If I take an apple seed and I put the apple seed in the ground, guess what I'm going to grow? I'm going to grow an apple tree and I'm going to have apples. The seed is in itself. Like begets like. Kind begets kind. And so it's, there's a picture, Sister Sam, I want you to put that picture on the screen. If I'm a farmer, if I've sown a field of wheat, I don't want to wake up one day and get frustrated. Is that corn? This is whatever that is. Wheat. I don't want to wake up one day and be expecting that I should have a field of corn. Amen? If I've sown wheat, I shouldn't be expecting corn to show up. Correct? Now that's a pretty basic principle. Some, but I'll tell you this, there's some people, some believers, that expect to reap a harvest in areas that they've never sown. They've never planted. They've never taken the time to sow according to God's word, but they're expecting the blessing. Don't get dismayed. Don't get confused that you're not going to reap a blessing if you don't sow according to what God says. What are you sowing? Now, I'll make it practical. You know, um, I've seen people in my day, they don't have many friends, okay? That's none of you. We all have friends. If it is you, uh, here's a little tip from Pastor. If you want more friends, what do you do? You, you, you make yourself friendly with people. You, you become a friend to other people. It, it's the, the law of sowing and reaping. You can't be closed up in your little cocoon and say, I don't got any friends. Woe is me. No one likes me. Well, why don't you go out and meet some people? No, no, no. They got to come and find me. No, you got to sow some friendship. you got to sow some, some relationship. you got to invest a little bit. Sow some seeds of friendship, and you'll produce friendship. That's the principle. If, if you're not wanting to sow some blessings, you won't be receiving many blessings. We, we don't sow into the kingdom of God. We don't give to the the church and the kingdom of God and missions to get rich. But I'll tell you, there's a law in the word of God. It's the law of the harvest. That that if you will sow, God's going to bring the reaping and you're going to reap the benefits of it one day. That's the first part of this law. The second point in this law is that you reap after. Someone say after. After you sow. You can never reap before you sow. God has woven this principle into the natural order of life, and this principle applies in the spiritual as well. You're going to only reap after you sow. Genesis chapter 8 and 22 says, While the earth remains, there will be seed time and harvest. While the earth remains, There's going to be the time of sowing, and if you sow, there's going to be a harvest. There will be winter. We're dealing with that right now. Summer, it is coming, by the way. Praise God. There will be day and night. It shall not cease. This is an established law in God's kingdom. There's an order to this. 
God established this order. The verse says, while earth remains, there's going to be harvest and seed time. Is that what it says? It doesn't say harvest first. It says seed time followed by harvest. Next picture, Sam. Here's a farmer standing in his field. If this is September... And this farmer's looking at his field like this, wondering, what happened? Where's my crop? How come there's nothing growing? How come there's no harvest getting ready for me to, to harvest here? It's a foolish farmer that waits for a crop in an area that he's not planted any seeds. Amen? I don't know how you're feeling about this, but I just, this is just so good. This, this is powerful truths that we need to get, and we need to get it today. Some people think this, and I'll tell you, I've been pastoring long enough to know. They think, I don't make enough money right now to give God first. If I would get a better job and make more money, if I would win that, is it the 649 lottery? What do they call it here in Canada? What lottery is it? Lotto Max, if I would just win Lotto Max and, and make a million or two, then I would sow into the, my seeds into God's harvest. I, I beg to differ. The Bible says, though, that if we're faithful with the little, it really doesn't matter who makes what. It, the first belongs to God. It's plain. It's equal. It doesn't matter if you got $10 a week coming in or you got $100,000 a week coming in. The first belongs to God. The law is you're going to reap after you sow. So don't be expecting, like that farmer, a harvest in some area if you've not sown. You say, pastor's preaching plain today. Well, sometimes we have to. Point number three in law of the harvest. You reap more than you sow. Isn't that amazing? Psalms 126 and verse 5 says, Though those who sow in tears shall reap in joy. He who continually goes forth weeping, bearing seed for sowing, shall doubtless come again with rejoicing, bringing his sheaves with him. This harvest increase is so amazing. It doesn't matter if you're crying when you're sowing. You, you might be crying and, and, and have tears, but the Bible says if you sow, if you scatter that seed, there's coming a day when harvest is going to come, and you're going to be rejoicing at the harvest because the harvest is going to be more than you've sown. There, there's a picture here of a couple kernels, kernels of corn they say that one kernel, now I don't know how many kernels are in that picture, let's say 25, one of those kernels of corn will produce a stalk of corn with three or four heads of corn on the one stalk. That's just one seed kernel of corn. The next picture lets us know 
what, what, the, what it looks like. This is a couple of the ears. One ear of corn has 400 to 800 kernels of corn on the cob. So that one kernel, if it produces three or four heads of corn, guess what? Your return on that one seed could be anywhere from 1,200 to 3,200 kernels of corn. Talk about a return for your money. Talk about a harvest. I'm telling you today, you always, according to God's law, you always reap more than you sow. What one final, one final part of this law of the harvest. You reap in proportion to what you sow. The first picture here, if you sow a lot of seed, you're going to reap a huge harvest. Next picture, if you sow a little seed, you're going to reap a little harvest. If you're the farmer and you're standing by your little garden of corn, and you're a little upset that you only got a few heads of corn for the season, it's your own fault. If you're only going to plant a few kernels of corn, don't be frustrated when God only comes through with a small blessing for you. Now, I was a little convicted last week. Pastor Jonathan was doing such a fabulous job teaching, and he had his props up here. Anyone remember the prop he had? Uh, They used to call me the prop king at at Capital Community in Virginia because I was the guy that always had a prop. Well, I don't do props every week, but, but Jonathan kind of made me feel bad that he's doing props and he's looking like he's the, the great teacher. And, and, and I, I thought, I need to have a prop this week. I need to make myself, I need to redeem myself. These young bucks are, are making the pastor not look so good right now. <laughs> I'm teasing. You can, you, you can just do great every time, Pastor Jonathan. I'll be glad about that. So you guys got a second? I'm going to get my prop real quick, okay? Just one sec. The law is that you reap in proportion to what you sow. Sister Sharon, I went and robbed the kitchen today, okay? The other day, actually. I went and found the smallest scoop that I could find. This is a one-eighth teaspoon, okay? Can you guys see that at home? Can you guys see this little scoop? It's just a little tiny Tiny scoop. I can sow with whatever seeds I can fit in this little scoop. I can just sow that that little bit of seed. The Bible says I'm going to reap in proportion to what I sow. I, I can sow this, or I can put this down, and I can get the biggest scoop that I can find. This was the biggest one I could find at Life Church. I, I can get the biggest scoop. It's, it's either this or this. It really depends on how much of a harvest you're looking for. If you want a little harvest, guess what? This will work for a little harvest. But if you're wanting a grand harvest, if you're wanting to reap some great things, some good blessings, 
We need to get the biggest amount of seed we can and begin to sow that everywhere that there is to sow that. Because if we sow some big seed, a lot of seed, we're going to reap in proportion to what we've sown. If you want to have a little bit of love coming back your way, we need to sow a whole lot of love. You know what? It doesn't even have to be a whole, but sow some love. And you're going to reap more than you've actually sown. That's the principle we just learned a moment ago. You need some grace. You need to sow some grace. To receive it, sow it. You need to have, you know, some, some mercy, sow mercy. You need to see some forgiveness coming your way, sow forgiveness. Whatever it is, the opposite's true as well. You sow a whole lot of judgment, guess what? There's a whole lot of judgment coming back your way as well. The law is simply this. You will reap in proportion to what you sow. So my question to you, Life Church, is this. What are you needing in your life right now? Is there something that you need to show up? God's law simply says this. Go sow a little bit of that. If you sow, you are going to reap what you sow. You're going to experience the supernatural law of the harvest. I'm summing it all up with this. This all goes back to the principle of first things first. It's a powerful principle. The first belongs to God. I read the verse earlier in this service. Matthew 6 and 33 says this, but seek first. Say those three words, but seek first. Seek first my plans. Seek first my dreams. Seek first my education, my wishes, my job, my career. Is that what it says? Seek first, you know, my kids first. I'm going to seek first my spouse first. No, it says seek first the kingdom of God. Put God first. Put, put his righteousness first. And it says all these things will be added. It won't be taken away. It won't be subtracted. It'll be added. And when God adds, he adds in a grand way. Because it's the law, the supernatural law of God's harvest. God is all about being first. He's all about us honoring him first. He wants to be first in your life today. Because the first always belongs to God. Now I've got a couple of challenges here for you. We've talked about a lot of things over this last four weeks. Here's what I want you to think about. How are you starting your day? God wants to be first in your day. God wants to be the first. Like, we're, we're so quick to be first with social media. We're so quick to be first with, you know, checking the email. We're so quick to do a lot of things first. I'm challenging life, church. Put God first. First of your day. I'm not even saying give God an hour. I, I mean, if you want to give God an hour at the first, praise God. I, I'm challenging you because many of you, I know it. I've talked to some of you this week and you're not giving God first. You've told me. I'm challenging you. Give God the first 20 minutes of your day. Take, take, and I, I mean, if you read the app with the church, it might take you six to eight minutes to read the Bible app in the morning. 
It's the first thing I do, usually. Uh, sometimes on my day off, I, I might kind of linger a little bit. I, I'm going to work on that as well, okay? Put God first. Say, God, I'm going to read the Bible out. I'm going to make a comment. I want to put you first. And I see a lot of you do that. I mean, sometimes you're, you're posting on there long before me. I'm getting in there and there's six and seven other people who have said something um, that day before me. Some of you are early birds. Put God first. Spend 20 minutes, 10 minutes reading his word. I'm, I'm just averaging here. 10 minutes in prayer. Make God the first of your day. If you got, give God the first of your day, the first that belongs to him, guess what? He will take care of the rest for you. You, you will find that the rest of your day is blessed by God. I'm also challenging you to give God the best, the first of your life, your, your talents, your abilities, your, your passions. Make sure that you're seeking God first, that you're not giving the best of your talents and abilities to corporate somebody else, some, some employer somewhere, and they get the best of it, and you've got nothing left to give to God. Make sure God gets the best of your talents and your ability. If you can help some employer and some company become a multi-million dollar entity because of your skills and your talents and your abilities, and you have nothing to give to the kingdom of God, you can't serve because your life is too busy, you've got it messed up. I'm challenging you. Begin seeking God. Finding a place to serve God. Give God the best of what you have to offer. And then finally, with our giving. And we've ta talked a lot about giving today. I know that was kind of where you think we're going. But really, it's, it's tied there. The Bible talks about the first tenth. If, you, if you're not faithful with the tithe, I want to challenge you. Put God to the test. For the next 60 days, put God to the test and say, you know what? It doesn't make sense. It's not going to work. I don't see how it's going to work. I can't figure it out how it's going to work. But I'm going to put God to the test. Put God first in your finances. When you have it increased, here's what I do. I have learned this a couple years ago, three years ago, that instead of me waiting and coming to the church and giving my tithes, you know, here or, or doing it, I, I get online when I know I'm getting paid. I know when it happens on Thursday evenings, I get my, my notice that I'm getting paid from Life Church. I go right online. It's one of the first things I do because the principle of first is so powerful. And I make sure that my tithes, I do an e-transfer and I pay my tithes and get that done first. You might say, well, I'll just wait till I get there on Sunday. You can do that. But I, 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 there's something powerful about saying, God, I'm not going to pay any bills. I'm not going to go spend any money. I'm not going to do anything else, but I'm going to put you first. It's a powerful, powerful principle. Because God is not okay with second. God is not okay with third or fourth or fifth. God does not want the leftovers of our life. He wants the very best of our lives because he's the God of first. If we could ever get this principle, I'm telling you, it will rock your world. If you will ever get this principle in God's word, you will understand that it promises an open heaven over your family. It promises great blessings in your life. It promises that there will be overflowing blessings coming your way. These are some of the benefits of putting God first. God's just looking for someone who will trust his word. 
stand upon his promise and say, God, you can trust me because I'm going to put you first in my time. I'm going to put you first in my talent. I'm going to put you first in my treasure. And when God has someone like that, he says, he, he looks around and he said, okay, this is someone that I can flow some blessings through because they're, they're going to trust me. They're going to honor me. I, I, can, I can flow it through them. You'll see blessings coming through your life that you never experienced before when you put him first. We're going to pray the prayer we prayed the last few weeks called the Open Heaven Prayer. Before I pray this, I've heard from several of you that have told me some pretty amazing stories about what God has done. If you've got an Open Heaven blessing that's happened in the last couple of weeks, I want you to like let me know somehow in the comments. Say, Pastor Steve, I, I've had an Open Heaven blessing. I want to hear about it, okay? This past week, I was talking to Annette and Nell. And they were letting me know. I'm not going to get into all the details, but they were letting me know that, that there was a, a we, I knew there was a financial crunch happening in their lives. And we prayed. And, and, and I'll just say this, uh, uh, that they are, they've been faithful on so many levels with their, their giving. And so we prayed. And we prayed that God would open the windows of heaven over their life. I was on a call with them this past Thursday. And it was so exciting. Now, now reaches over to Annette and said, have you told Pastor Steve? Are you going to tell Pastor Steve? And she begins to tell me about this amazing miracle that took place in their finances. Not just, not just a little miracle, but a grand, overflowing, unbelievable miracle that happened in their finances. I believe in it, church. God's word is true. I, I want you to get if you've got a Bible with you or hold up your phone, we're, we're going to declare this prayer. We're going to pray this prayer together and we're going to pray it holding on to our Bibles. If your Bible is your phone, hold on to your phone right now. We're going to pray this together. Amen? We're going to declare this. We're going to pray this prayer. This is the prayer for an open heaven. And all we're doing is declaring what we've talked about today. We're declaring what the Word of God says. Pray this prayer with me right now. Everybody say it out loud, okay? You ready? On the authority of the Word of God and through the power of the name of Jesus, since I have given, your Word says it shall be given unto me, pressed down, shaken together, and running over. I am a tither and I am a giver. I bring my tithes and offerings into your storehouse. Therefore, the enemy is rebuked and the curse is broken. I live under an open heaven. You will pour out your blessings upon me that there is not room enough to receive it. I will receive jobs and promotions, raises and bonuses, sales and commissions, benefits and settlements, estates and inheritance, interest and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, bills paid off, debts dismissed, buildings and properties. And I'll stop right there. I'm looking forward to some of you receiving some of this stuff right now. Begin to declare it right now. What are you needing? If you're giving, God's going to show up with an open heaven. Continuing on, let's pray this. I pray for an open heaven over my family. My greatest desire is that my whole family will be saved and walking with God in perfect health, 
abundance and walking in his divine favor and blessing. I pray that they will dedicate their lives completely to God and the work of your kingdom. I pray for an open heaven over Life Church and over every individual and ministry. Pour out your anointing upon everything we do for your kingdom and keep us unified for the cause of revival in Burlington and its surrounding cities. Your word tells me that I'm blessed going in, I'm blessed going out, and everything I do will prosper. I pray all these things in the powerful name of Jesus. Amen. And it is so. Let's worship God. Let's believe that God's going to show up. Put him first and watch what God does in your life. God bless you today. Thank you for joining us today. We pray this message spoke into your life, your heart, or whatever situation you may be going through. If you'd like to follow us on social media, you can find us at lifechurch.ca on Instagram. And on Facebook, just search Life Church and you will find our navy blue logo with the letters LC in the middle. Now before you go, we ask if possible from whatever platform you may be listening to us on, give us a rating or a review or even both and share this message with someone so that they can be impacted by the gospel of the love of Jesus Christ. We thank you for your support and love you all. Have a wonderful week and God bless.